This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. A couple of months ago, I reported on something Archbishop Roach said that blew my mind. Roach is the man who is taking down the traditional liturgy, traditional sacraments, and honestly trying to take down the faith they represent. He's doing it on behalf of Francis. A couple of months ago, he said that the traditional mass and sacraments are not compatible with the new theology of Rome, and he made it clear that he meant new religion. Today, I have for you the story of how modernists are admitting in no uncertain terms what Roach said, and they're making it clear that they demand that we follow them into perdition. They're admitting that Novus Ordo is a new religion. Think about that. Let's get into the story. But from time to time, as we often like to do, we're going to check in here with Paca Papa Francis, the man the world still thinks is Pope. He often has some words of secular garbled wisdom to share, and he didn't disappoint us today. At his recent Angelus address, Francis enlightened us with the following, quote, The disciple of Jesus is a humble, open person, free from prejudices and rigidities. Do I have the readiness of a disciple, or do I act with the rigidity of someone who thinks that they are right, decent, accomplished, do I allow myself to be inwardly unhinged by the paradox of the Beatitudes, or do I remain in the confines of my own ideas? End quote. As we know, when he's talking about rigidities, he's talking about what our forefathers would have recognized as the Catholic faith. Several months ago, he told us not to cling to our rigid certainties, by which he meant the Catholic faith, because he is in the process of building his prophesied ape of the Church, the universal Church of Man, where all are welcome except many rigid Catholics who hold fast to the apostolic faith. His allies understand this, even if many Catholics still make excuses for him. An article in LaCroix magazine, printed in French but made readable to us through the magic of Google Translate, really lays this down. The modernists are admitting that the Novus Ordo and Vatican II and the rest really brought the world a new religion that calls itself Catholic. I reported on similar statements being made by Archbishop Roach a couple of months ago, but he had the sensibility to not say it quite so blatantly. He dressed it up, this admission of his, in theological language that created enough ambiguity that most readers wouldn't understand the implications of what he was saying. The LaCroix article is far from being this subtle, though. Headline, The End of Masses of Other Faiths, A Chance for Christ. The other faiths being spoken about here is traditional Catholicism, which they admit is a different faith than what they are preaching and practicing in the Church of the New Advent. It's an astonishing admission because it's tantamount to an admission of mass apostasy. Brace yourself for this, because what they say here reveals the mind and heart of the modernists. From the article, quote, The spirit of the liturgy of another quote-unquote faith, its theology, the norms of yesterday's prayer and mass, the lex orandi of the past, can no longer without discernment continue to be the norms of today's faith, its content, our lex credendi, the reluctance would command not to think too much about the content so as not to further destabilize the church. Quite the contrary, a faith that would still flow from yesterday's Lex Arandi, which made Catholicism the religion of a perverse god who causes his son to die to appease his wrath, a religion of a mea culpa and perpetual reparation, would lead to a counter-testimony of faith to a disastrous image of Christ. Proof, if any, the still too frequent activation of indulgences linked, among other things, to mass sacrifices, redemption for sin. Our masses are unfortunately always printed with a strong expiatory sacrificial character with a propitiatory purpose in order to annihilate sin, twenty times mentioned, to bring about our salvation and to save souls from divine vindictiveness. Propitiation, 
which the Ecclesia Dei communities rightly defend tooth and nail with their priest sacrificers, formed to say the holy sacrifice of the Mass, true immolation. The number of Masses of reparation there borders on obsession, so much so that ten priests concelebrating with their bishop are nine sacrifices less for the salvation of souls. The number of the signs of the cross, 47, borders on magic. The sacrament of the Eucharist is always an antidote to sin. See the Council of Trent, 23rd session. End quote. That is a grotesque misunderstanding and representation of the faith, and it sounds like something right out of Luther or Calvin's tirades against the holy sacrifice of the Mass. But be thankful for one thing. They are admitting that this is a new religion that they're promoting, something new born out of the chaos of Vatican II in the years after. They admit it openly. And I want you to remember something. This was printed in LaCroix magazine. It is a mainstream Novus Ordo outlet with oversight from various bishops. They approved this message. This is the message they want out there. This is the mainstream opinion in the institution calling itself the Catholic Church. Here, now in our time, Lent is coming. Please remember this article when you're trying to, when you're motivating yourself to make Lent count. This is what they have wrought, and the modernists admit that the Catholic faith must be buried for their new way to survive. Here they admit it, and they aren't sugarcoating or obfuscating it with complicated-sounding theological linguo that most of us will fail to understand. Here, their admission is clear and unambiguous, and they demand that we submit to it. In the article, the author goes on to talk about how the synodal process will fully realize this new faith they've created. I presented to you recently Cardinal Mueller's warning on this, for he warned us of the exact same thing, that the modernists in Germany would be pushing to remake the church into the image and likeness of their father below, and the modernists agreed with him, spirit at any rate. But what did they demand we submit to? Rorate Chaley shared this on Twitter, and it gives you a pretty good idea of what's in store for us, since they're not only coming after the apostolic mass, but also after any attempt to make the Novus Ordo Catholic. Rorate Chaley tells us that a parish in Fontana, Wisconsin, will be having a 1970s-themed Mass in the coming days. Yes, Mass with themes. Welcome to the Church of the New Advent. This was advertised in the Parish Bulletin and on the Parish website, and I will have links to the Rorate Chaley tweet with its link to the Parish Bulletin on my sources site at returntotradition.org in today's show notes because I don't want you to just take my word for it. I would like you to go look at this for yourself. And you can find this, again, on returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. Skip the Patreon pop-up unless you want to become a patron, because I don't put my sources behind a paywall. It's in the post with today's episode title in it, and it has to be seen to be believed. But that is what they want us to submit to. An embracing of worldly things and the values of the world, dressed up as the Catholic faith. I mean, that parish is turning a Mass, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, into a costume party. To make this possible... Francis has decided to remake the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. He did this with a new motu proprio that came out on Valentine's Day that fundamentally restructures a critical office in the Roman Curia. To give you an understanding of what the CDF does, it is responsible for safeguarding the doctrine on faith and morals. Now the office is split, with two men of Francis's choosing in charge of two new aspects of it who then answer to, of course, his head of the office, effectively dividing it into two sections, doctrinal and disciplinary, each with a respective secretary serving under the prefect of the congregation. Here is what you'll see all the evils of Morris Letizia and whatever comes out of the synod pushed hard by the man Francis chooses, and a man will be dedicated to the explicit enforcement of Francis's will full-time. 
I'll have links to the documents that by itself seem pretty innocuous until you read it in continuity with everything else Francis is doing to the church on my sources site, as mentioned above. Francis is moving to remake the Roman Curia at lightning speed, probably in anticipation of the Synod of Synods, and it will enable him to remake and redefine the faith to his own pleasing, or so it will appear to everyone. The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith is essential to overseeing everything related to matrimony, which the modernists have been wanting to undermine since the 1980s at least, and we get a hint of that first in Amoris Laetitia, and then in the German Synod, where the bishops approved a wide array of heterodoxy in the name of group hugs, welcoming everyone, kumbaya, and, of course, journeying together. They co-opt the name of Christ for their work, despite the fact that our blessed Lord called people to repentance and not to being journeyed with in sin. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano recently released a letter that is way too spicy for this place on the role Francis and the rest of the heretics in Rome have been playing in uniting the church to the world. And in it, he lays out what the church has assisted the servants of Moloch in achieving in the world. But then he says why they're doing it. They're building a new faith, something that is such a clear break from the past that any clinging to the hermeneutic of continuity is pointless and fruitless. Quote, it seems clear to me that there is no contradiction in the behavior of the highest spheres of the Catholic hierarchy, since it is an integral part of this plan. The great apostasy consists precisely in this, in having superimposed, as it were, an ultra-progressive heretical church on the true Church of Christ, a church whose hierarchy formally coincides with the Catholic hierarchy. And thanks to this, it manages to impose with its authority those deviations and those errors that it should rather combat and eradicate. The base of this betrayal of the Roman Sanhedrin is, above all, the loss of the supernatural dimension and the salvific role of the church. Since faith is considered as a product that is sold to customers, it is obvious that in order to increase sales, the aim is to adapt the product to make it more marketable. But this is a corporate approach, which sees pastors not as heralds of the gospel in a world that must be converted to Christ, but as executives of a profit-seeking society or poll-sensitive party officials. End quote. How many homilies have you heard in the Novus Ordo that are either vapid and empty of meaning, or, perhaps worse, are the kinds of things you'd expect from a guru trying to sell you a book on being a better you? How much of that have we heard over the years? This problem with Francis isn't new at all. It goes back decades, and the powers that brought Francis to the Sea of Peter are now reaping the rewards of their patience and investment. They won't win in the end, but at this point, remaining under their influence is a dangerous gambit for anyone who values the eternal fate of their soul. What will you do? The modernists admit openly that they have a new faith in Rome these days. Will you submit out of some notion of obedience because they appear to occupy offices in the church? Let me know in the comments, please, because I really want to know what regular Catholics who still have the faith think about all this. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.